This is the Truth Hurts Program. It's Friday. Hooray, it's Friday. Today is Friday. It is indeed Friday, March the 10th, 2023, and you are listening to the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. In the up and down and up and down and up and down again polling of Joe Biden, which has been well underwater since the day he took office, Newsweek reports Joe Biden's approval rating falls to the lowest it's been in months in a new poll. President gropey, mopey, dopey, sleepy, creepy, touchy-feely, mumbling, fumbling, stumbling, tumbling, bumbling, stuttering, stammering, Joe Biden, your ancient milk carton president, the silver alert president, the guy who's really not all there, has had his approval rating falling to its lowest level since January, according to a new survey. The premise poll of 2,116 U.S. adults was conducted between the 4th and 7th of this month, March of 2023, and it found that a dismal 38% of those polled approve of the president's performance in office, 52%, a majority, disapproving. Now, there's growing speculation over whether Gropey Joe will seek a second term in office in 2024, and that could set up a highly charged rematch against former president, make America great again, Donald Trump. In February, First Lady Jill Biden, who will be stopping into New Orleans today, dropped a strong hint that her husband might run again. She told the Associated Press, quote, He's not finished what he started, and that's what I think is important, unquote. Well, who cares what you think? You're his wife. Sit back, make some biscuits, do whatever it is wives are supposed to do, unless it is you, Eleanor Roosevelt II, who is actually running the country, taking your orders from the likes of George Soros, Barack Hussein Obama, naughty, nasty, Nazi Nancy Pelosi, Chuckles the Clown Schumer, Bill and Hillary Clinton. Maybe that's what it is. He's not finished what he started, she said. Thank God above, because what Joe Biden has started is the destruction of our nation. According to the election website 538, the premise poll is the first time Biden has recorded approval of 38% or below since January. During that month, the Pew Research Center surveyed 5,152 American adults, and Biden 
also had a 38% approval rating back then. In fact, Biden has not recorded a positive net approval rating since August of 2021, when that sharp drop in his popularity coincided with his disastrous botched U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, where he basically handed over a democracy to the evil Taliban. In further bad news for groping Joe Biden, that premise survey showed that 49% of Americans think the current state of our U.S. economy is poor, and only 14% of respondents with giant Ds tattooed on their foreheads responded that they believe it is good. 3% believe the economy is excellent. And of those 3%, I would imagine they're probably millionaires. You know, Democrat millionaires. The poll also found that gropey Joe Biden would lose the election in the popular vote in a presidential race against Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis by a 44 to 41% against Trump and a 37 to 36% against DeSantis. The remainder of voters say they were unsure this far out as to whom they might back. The Democrats are hoping that Biden delivering his multi-trillion dollar budget might help to bring his numbers back up. The problem is the nearly $6 trillion difference between the president's budget and the congressional Republican agenda will add $3 trillion to the nation's debt. On Wednesday of this week, the quota hire, the little French dip, the Karine Jean-Pierre, the lesbian black female who was put into position on those three qualifications only, that she was lesbian, that she was black, and that she was female, not because she has any ability or any business being up there speaking for the president, said, quote, and I know I'm going to get bashed for my imitation of Corrine Jean-Pierre, but it's just so damned funny, I can't help myself. She said, quote, the president's budget, which we will release tomorrow, will cut the deficit by nearly $3 trillion over the next 10 years. That's nearly $6 trillion difference between the president's budget and congressional Republican agenda, which will add $3 trillion to the deficit. Of course, that's a lie. He is expected to raise taxes on Americans making $400,000 a year, meaning people who work for a living and pay taxes will have to continue to pay more and more and more additional taxes to cover the expenses of those who refuse to work and those who don't pay a dime in taxes at all. He claims it's going to keep Medicare from facing a funding crisis. Ancient Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, said it is critical that Congress votes to increase or suspend the debt limit. Can you imagine? You have, I don't know, a visa, you're well over your credit limit, your MasterCard is well over your credit limit, your Discover, your American Express, you can't pay it, you refuse to pay it off, but you go out and spend more money, and then you ask all those credit card companies to increase your debt limit so you can borrow more money that you won't ever pay back. Of course, there's also the migrant crisis, the massive crime wave, the lack of respect for Biden by his own military, the economy, the inflation, the recession, the empty shelves, the energy crisis that he created, and all of the other things that Joe Biden has done to America that are dragging his poll numbers down once again. This is the Truth Hurts program. One of the things that the Democrats are best known for is their overt 
racism that they try to hide and blame on Republicans. There's a Democrat mayor facing lawsuits over discrimination against white people. The owners of five Boston, Massachusetts restaurants allege that they have been discriminated against because of their white Italian background by Democrat Asian Mayor Michelle Wu. The legal dispute stems from the levying of a fee on restaurants in the North End area, which is known for its Italian heritage, because, as they've done forever, they place tables outside for outdoor dining. You might recall during the Wuhan China novel coronavirus pandemic lockdowns, many restaurants were made to close the doors inside of their restaurants and force people to eat like animals on tables and chairs outside of the restaurants in the open air. But then, oddly enough, they were allowed to put complete roofed and walled tents up around those outside tables, and it made no sense to anyone. Remember that? All the restaurants forcing people to eat outside on the sidewalks? Well, the legal dispute is stemming from a fee being levied on restaurants in the North End area, the Italian area, for placing tables outside to be used for outdoor dining. Democrat Mayor Michelle Wu was quoted in a St. Patrick's Day speech last year on March 17, 2022, in which she said, quote, I'm getting used to dealing with the problems that are expensive, disruptive, and white. Her obvious bigotry, her obvious disdain for white people, especially conservative white people, was on display for all to see. The complaint perpetuates a broader debate about what should be considered discrimination against a shifting sense of power felt amongst different communities. In May of 22, a poll found that 40% of Americans felt there was more discrimination against white people that year than there were five years before. The legal challenge was refiled this year after an initial one was dismissed by a judge last October because the government put a motion forward to have the case simply dismissed, whitewashed, oops, sorry about that pun, swept under the rug. In 2022, Democrat Mayor Asian Michelle Wu ordered that restaurants in the area that wanted to have outdoor dining for that summer would have to apply for an additional license to do so at the cost of $7,500 and that the use of parking spaces would cost an additional $480 for each parking space used. Court documents didn't state that the order didn't apply to other restaurants elsewhere in Boston, noting that there were at least 114 restaurants in the nearby vicinity with outdoor dining, and the majority of those were not being charged for the license. Oddly enough, those restaurants were primarily minority-run. <laughs> Imagine that 15% of all city licenses were made to be issued in that North End restaurant district. The complaint says, quote, It's commonly known that the traditional owner of a restaurant in the North End of Boston is a white male of Italian descent, and the North End is generally regarded as the last true ethnic Boston Italian neighborhood. The documents claim that while Italian owners were omitted from the city's all-inclusive Boston campaign, which was aimed at attracting tourism and promoting minority-owned businesses, that issue, too, was swept under the rug. The restaurants that had taken out the licenses were left with a loss, and as such, the owners had not been able to claim a salary. They're calling for punitive damages of a million dollars, compensatory damages of a half a million. 
Last year, those restaurants were $15,000 in the hole before they were even allowed to sell one plate of spaghetti. The owner of Rabia's Dolce Fumo, Christian Silvestri, is the owner of one of those restaurants involved in the dispute. And of course, the chicken shit Democrat Asian mayor declined to comment on the ongoing litigation. As usual, typical Democrat posturing. Deny, defend, delay action. Oh, and by the way, if those restaurants, those white Italian restaurants, have a liquor license, they'll have to pay an additional $399 to continue selling liquor. Isn't that wonderful? Way to go, Democrats. Screw your own town, as long as you're screwing the white folks. This is the Truth Hurts program. I wish I had an I told you so button. Rand Paul's criticism of Dr. Anthony Fufufufucci was correct all along. Remember when Rand Paul was calling out Fauci for being the liar he is? Now, Rand Paul should be getting some vindication, but of course, the mainstream leftist progressive liberal woke media continues to label Rand Paul a troublemaker. If I said the name Rachel Dolezal, would you know who I was speaking about? I don't know if you remember Rachel Dolezal. She was a white woman who used some type of tanning agent on her skin and went and got her hair nappy curled so she could pretend to be a black woman. Cultural appropriation at its finest. Well, there's another woman named Raquel Evita Saraswati. She's the Chief Equity, Inclusion, and Cultural Officer of social justice organization American Friends Service Committee. She claimed to be a woman of color, of a mixture of Latina, South Asian, and Arab descent. But her own mother told The Intercept that that was a lie. Her daughter was culturally appropriating in order to get a job. A diversity activist allegedly lied about her race and now has been forced to leave her post at the Social Justice Organization. The open letter from her peers questioned her background. Ms. Saraswati is not the first person, of course, to make headlines for this type of behavior. The most visible person in recent years to fake their race for their own personal gain was Rachel Dolezal, the former president of the Spokane, Washington branch of the NAACP who claimed to be black but was in fact white. And she ran the NAACP and fooled all of those black African Americans into thinking she was black. We laughed, we made lots of jokes about it here on the Truth Hurts program, but it is cultural appropriation at its very most disgusting. Why would a white person, never mind, that's right, Whites are being discriminated against in increasing numbers. Of course you'd want to pretend to be some other race. That way people don't mess with you. I have friends of mine who just went over into Europe and they all fake a Jamaican accent so that people won't think they're filthy Americans. I know another guy who went down, spent some time in Britain and other places. He didn't want to be called American so he made sure not to wear white tennis shoes. And he talked in his phony, phony New Zealand accent tried to make everyone think he was from down there. And guess what? No one messed with him. No one called him an American, a filthy yank. He had a grand old time. Got lots of friends. I'll bet. Of course you don't want to be a white American in today's day and age. Because you'll be discriminated against, vilified, castigated, called out, branded, attacked, scorned. And there was another individual named Ollie London, a white influencer who claims to have had 32 plastic surgeries to look more Korean and actually posted videos saying that the behavior was obsessive. 
London hopes to one day become an honorary Korean citizen and live as a legally recognized Korean. And now, Ali London has been forced to apologize to the Asian community. This person is evidently transgender and transracial. Ali London, a white British influencer who uses the term they, them as their personal pronouns, said they had 32 plastic surgeries to look more like the BTS band member Park Ji Min has now apologized to the singer and the Asian community, saying their behavior was obsessive, wrong, and unhealthy. They, them. Does this individual person not realize that the term they means more than one person? That the term them means more than one person? You would say he or she or it for an individual. But to say they or them implies a group of individuals and a person cannot be a they or a them or a those they can be a this they can be a that they can be a he or a she or an it but a person a singular person cannot be a they or a them or a these or a those the 32 year old freak has publicly said that it has undergone eye surgery liposuction penis reduction surgery and other procedures to look more Korean. Penis reduction surgeries. Well, if you're a freak, you're not getting any anyway. A smaller penis might be just what you need. Wow. Here we are, every day bombarded on the internet by penis enlargement advertisements. And this person did a penis shrinkage. I was in a pool! London said that London suffered bullying at school, which led to self-esteem issues. And when it discovered Park, it saw Mr. Park, the singer from the BTS Korean band, as a path to happiness and tried to become him. London said it had no bad intentions, but it realizes now that it was not the right thing to do. I'm substituting the word it for they because a single person cannot be a they or a them. London considers itself to be transracial in addition to transgender. What a freak of human nature not even of nature, self-mutilation. This is a mental derangement. It's like you walking around pissing on fire hydrants on all fours, saying that you identify as Lassie. Anyway, back to the topic at hand, Raquel Evita Saraswati has been forced to quit her job. Lying about her racial ethnic identity is very tricky to unpack without clear motives. But anyone masquerading as another race or a member of another ethnic group needs to understand that their actions could be harmful to those communities that they are imitating. If I walk around in blackface, tap dancing and starting scatting, people are going to think I am a racist, that I'm making fun of the black race. When someone dons a culture's lived experience as a costume identity, you're not celebrating that culture. You're insulting and discrediting it. I wonder, 5 foot 10, 190 pounds, bald-headed, what some of the ladies would call a dad bod. I wonder if I could walk into a business in blackface, wearing a dress with a stuffed brassiere, with my hairy legs, don a little makeup, blackface, some tanner on my skins, and say, Hey, I is Blafrican Americans. I wants the jobs of diversity, equity, and inclusiveness officer at Joe's company. I identify as a black female. 
You think they would give me the job? Or do you think I'd be kicked out on my ass, arrested for creating a disturbance, and vilified in the public arena as a racist, bigoted individual making fun of the black community? Yeah, that's what would happen. That's the ticket. This is the Truth Hurts Program. Do you remember when sleepy, creepy, touchy-feely, mopey-dopey, little girl gropey, pedophile Pete, better known as your president, Joe Biden, said we are not going to detain migrant families coming across the southern border? Well, in a stunning reversal, the Biden administration and gropey Joe himself is now weighing the possibility of doing what? Detaining migrant families. Imagine that. The Biden administration is considering detaining migrant families who cross into the U.S. illegally as it prepares once again to try and end Title 42 COVID restrictions at the Mexican border. This according to U.S. officials in the Biden administration familiar with the plans. This, of course, would be a major reversal and Biden proving that he's lied all along when in late 2021 he stopped holding families in detention facilities. Alejandro Mayorkas and Homeland Security officials are now working through how to manage an expected increase of migrants at the border once the COVID-19 Title 42 restrictions are lifted in May. Detention is one of several ideas under discussion, and nothing's been finalized, the officials say. If families are detained, they would be held for short periods of time, perhaps a few days. Their cases might be expedited through immigration court, and the officials say that they are not going to be able to speak publicly about the internal deliberations. And of course, they spoke on condition of anonymity. French dip the quota hire Karine Jean-Pierre, the black lesbian female who was only hired because she checked off those three boxes, says that these are just rumors that she will not comment on. When asked whether this policy was under consideration, she said, quote, I'm not saying that it is. I'm not saying that it's not. And she refused to say whether Joe Biden believed the detention of families was humane. Under the current policy, families who cross our border unlawfully, illegally, trespassing, invading our nation at the U.S.-Mexico border are simply released into the U.S. and told, hey, you need to appear in an immigration court one day, wherever you land, just show up one day. Hey, it's good, man. Welcome to the USA. Don't forget to vote Democrat. During the height of the man-made Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019 pandemic were held in custody. U.S. Immigrations and Customs Enforcement officials are now using the facilities they used back then only to hold single adults who cross illegally. The U.S. has moved to restrict migrants according to the Biden administration, but they're not doing anything but giving them a new pair of shoes, a new pair of blue jeans, a nice shirt, maybe some deodorant, hopefully, and a cell phone. Welcome to the USA. Bienvenidos a Estados Unidos. Don't forget to vote Democrat. Gropey Joe Biden himself tweeted in 2020 after reports that children were being released but not their parents, quote, Children should be released from ICE detention with their parents immediately. It's pretty simple. I can't believe I have to say it. Families belong together. But those families belong together on the other side of our border, Mr. Biden. Don't you understand? Illegal border crossings are illegal. It's just really that simple. Unlawful. If you tell someone it's okay to break our most sacred sovereign border laws, you are effectively telling them, and if you want to kill someone, rape someone, rob someone, carjack someone, 
do any crime in the United States, that's okay too. You can't just say this law is okay to break because you are Latino. Because it tells those individuals that it's okay to break all of our laws. And the 13% hyphenated American what about us minority says, well, if those brown skins people can break the law, then we can too because it's white man's law and we ain't got to obey that no way. The administration says they have the capacity to house about 3,000 people in two family centers of detention in Texas. Corinne Jean-Pierre pushes back against the criticism that Biden is reinstating some of Donald Trump's policies, but it's exactly what he's doing. Jean-Pierre, the little quota hire, said, a lot of people have compared what this president is doing is either extending what Trump did or being very Trump-like. That is not what is happening here. She's lying. It's the same thing, Corrine. You need to learn reality and quit living in that fantasy Democrat land. And Senator Ted Cruz says Joe Biden's presidency is, quote, the best thing, unquote, to ever happen to Mexican drug cartels. After a Mexican drug cartel was accused of murdering two Americans after kidnapping four, Ted Cruz told Fox News that serious action is needed against the narco-terrorists. If you're not familiar with the story, four Blafrican-American, 13% hyphenated American large people went over to Mexico for some medical procedures. My guess is some type of weight loss surgery, judging by the photos. They were found dead, two of them, while the other two, Eric Williams and Latavia Washington McGee, survived. Ted Cruz says those who kill American citizens, yes, even black ones, must be held accountable, and that the tragic kidnappings and murders would not have happened if it were not for a dearth of presidential leadership. He said, quote, Joe Biden created the chaos at the border. Joe Biden stopped building the wall. He reinstated catch and release, and he pulled out of the remain in Mexico policy. Joe Biden and the Democrats are responsible for turning these vicious murderers into multi-billionaires. We need to bankrupt them. We need to put them out of business. And the people responsible for these murders need to be brought to justice. Another U.S. member of Congress, Lindsey Graham, says that he will be introducing legislation to facilitate U.S. military intervention against cartels if necessary. Oh, that's wonderful. Let's start World War III in Mexico. Let me be clear, Ted Cruz said. Lindsey is my colleague, but I'm not with him. The answer is not to invade Mexico. I don't think the answer is to just go to war with whatever country you're mad at. The answer is as clear as the nose on your face. Most people don't even look at the nose on their face unless they look in the mirror, but it's there every day. You just don't see it because you've gotten used to it being there. The answer is as clear as the nose on your face. We need to build a giant physical barrier along our border with Mexico. This will keep people out. And then we need to not send troops to other countries not worry about the Ukraine on the other side of planet Earth. We need to put our military troops along our borders and protect our borders. That's what militaries were always designed to do, to protect the land that they were sworn to protect. Put them on our border, north border, south border, east coast, west coast, gulf coast. Secure our nation. 
That's what borders are for. That's what militaries are for. Unless, of course, your country's military is put in place to invade other countries, to conquer other lands. But that's not what we do in the United States of America anymore. It is a disgusting show of lack of strength on the part of the feeble-minded, feeble-bodied, old, crusty, dementia patient who currently serves as your president. We need to get this clown out of office and the camel toe that he hangs out with as his vice president. And it needs to happen sooner, not later. Perhaps Congress should enact the 25th Amendment against Joe Biden and then impeach Kamala Harris. Yeah, we'd be stuck with Kevin McCarthy as president, but that's got to be better than the clown and the clownette in there right now. Folks, I've run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. I get a little off topic and then I start rambling about some topics a little too long. And for that, I apologize. But you know, this is water cooler talk. This is what people talk about every day. And I'm just bringing it to you in a 30-minute format. Happy Friday. We'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye for now. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, who cares? Find something else to listen to. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network. All rights reserved. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you are offended, but I retract nothing. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts program network. All rights reserved.